He is good for a steadfast love endures forever. Say also, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to our uh, annual outdoor picnic service. I know we've been having uh, a lot of outdoor services, uh, but this is a uh, outdoor picnic service. I guess a little bit different. Those of you been with uh, this church for a while, you know that uh, once a year we used to have an outdoor service. And uh, whenever we had the outdoor service, I always felt compelled to speak on the topic of nature. And so even though we've been having multiple outdoor services since we are having this picnic service, uh, I thought I'd continue that um, tradition. Please pray with me. God, thank you for this day that you have made, that we can gather to uh, enjoy this day together and to share a meal and to be in a time of worship before you. Bless our time, God, and now help us to hear your word and to apply them in obedience to you. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Charles is too tall. <laughs> Most of you know the great 20th century philosopher, Winnie the Pooh. And no doubt you have heard about Winnie the Pooh's obsession with honey. Hearing a buzzing noise, he once said, that buzzing noise means something. Now, the only reason for making a buzzing noise that I know is because you are a bee. And the only reason for being a bee is to make honey. And the only reason for making honey is so I can eat it. The only reason for being a bee is to make honey so that I can eat it. I think that's a pretty good description of how a lot of people approach life. It's all about me. All of nature, all the honeybees in the world, they're here so that I can have my honey. As long as I get what I need and what I want, it doesn't matter what happens to everyone else. It's this kind of narrow tunnel vision that doesn't even consider the needs of others to consider the possibility that maybe there are other reasons for bees making honey besides so that I and I alone can eat it. I think this kind of selfishness is one of the reasons that the world and all of nature is suffering. Some of you old timers uh, might recall a movie from 1982, a documentary film called 
Koyana Skatsi. Anyone? I'm the only one who saw it. <laughs> when it first came out, it was a really visually stunning movie. It had a lot of like time-lapse time photography showing what was happening in the world. It's a word from the Hopi language meaning life out of balance. Life out of balance. The movie is a bit dated now, but its message about life, that is all of life, not just human life, is out of balance, is as pertinent today as it was back in 1982. We are now all too familiar with life out of balance, not only with COVID, but with the wildfires in the West, Hurricane Ida, earthquake in Haiti, just to mention the latest expressions of that imbalance. And as I've mentioned before, it's not that things like hurricanes and earthquakes are unusual. They're a normal part of nature. But the kind of damage that they're doing now with rising temperatures and because of poverty, the damage that it's inflicting on peoples and in the world has grown much worse. When we don't care about bees or about others, these are some of the consequences that we as a world face. Now, as I said, if you're winning the poo, it doesn't matter. As long as you get your honey, as long as get, you get to fill your desires, it doesn't matter. But as you heard in the psalm this morning, the scriptures call us to a different way of approaching life. The reading you heard is the last part of a Thanksgiving psalm by King David as the Ark of Covenant was brought back into Jerusalem and as they were getting ready in preparation to build a permanent temple for the worship of God. So after calling upon the people to praise God's name and to desire his awesome works, David calls upon all of nature to sing God's praises, not just people, but all of creation. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice and let them say, that is let nature say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exalt and everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. The trees shall sing for joy before the Lord. Throughout the scriptures, and especially in the Psalms, this call to nature to sing praises to God is repeated again and again. Psalm 19, for example, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. The vastness, the beauty, and the power speaks of, of, of nature, speaks of God's glory. Psalm 66, all the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Every day and continuously without fail, creation praises God. Creation praises God. In Psalm 148, they are even commanded to praise God. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Even the clouds and the rain give praise to God. As I mentioned earlier, a few weeks ago in the Wednesday Word, there is a kind of 
beauty in nature that when we see it, we recognize the beauty of God's creation and we praise God. So there is that part of nature that leads us to praise God. But it's not just there so that we can appreciate it and give praise to God. You might look at the stars at night or you might look at one of the many beautiful gardens in this garden state and think and look upon that beauty and praise God for what God has created. But it's not just there to lead us to praise. The trees themselves are praising God. It's not just for our benefit. They themselves praise God. Scripture tells us that they are praising God for God's sake, not just for our appreciation and to lead us to praise. We get to join in this choir, in this symphony with the rest of creation. I know that we often think of ourselves as somehow separate from the rest of nature and the rest of creation. In one sense, it is true. We, among all of God's creatures, we, among of all God's creation, are created in the image of God. So there is a difference. But on the other hand, we're also a part of the continuity of creation, that we are one among many of God's creation. And so we are not alone. We are not the only ones praising God because God reigns and he reigns over all the earth, all of creation, including us, praise God. We do it with our voices, but the trees do it in their own way and the bees do it in their own way. Jesus even once said, when people were praising him, and they were telling the people to, to quiet down. Jesus says, if they are silenced, even the rocks will cry out in praise. Even the rocks would cry out in praise. All of nature, all of creation is here to praise God. This is my father's world. All nature around me sings. The birds, their carols raised. The morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. Now, we can and we should enjoy nature. We can make use of it for our pleasure and for our needs. But we have to recognize that we have been called to be stewards, to be responsible for all of nature so that all of it flourishes, not just for our sake, but for the sake of praising God. And so within that foundation, when we recognize and understand that it's not just for my benefit only, we can enjoy and appreciate honey and the other things in an appropriate manner. Let me just give you two examples from the book of Proverbs, because they give us good guidance about honey and other things that we might enjoy. Whatever your equivalent of honey might be. Proverbs 24, 13 says this, my son, eat honey for it is good. And the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. God created honey and apples and Brussels sprouts and whatever else you'd like to eat for our enjoyment and for our good. 
We can be thankful today. We can praise God today <clears throat> that there are good things to eat for us to enjoy. Second, Proverbs 25, 16 says this. If you have found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill of it and vomit. Eat honey and enjoy it, but don't overeat it. Maybe share some with others. Maybe leave some for the bees. Maybe leave some for future generations. It's a call to exercise good stewardship, not only of our own bodies, but of all of nature. So nature and food and all of creation is created for us to enjoy. But the foundation of that creation is for God's glory and God's praise. And God is glorified when we are satisfied. Let me close with this. Honey is sweet. It represents what our bodies desire. But the scriptures remind us that there is something even more delicious, more sweet than honey. Psalm 19 says this, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. God's word is sweeter than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. That's the word for us today. Please pray with me. God, we see that the world is out of balance. And we had another reminder this week. And we acknowledge our part in that imbalance. We ask for forgiveness to reduce and to even eliminate those parts of the world from giving you the fullness of praise. We pray with David today. Save us, O God, of our salvation and deliver us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. God, teach us to know that all of life, that the whole world matters to you and give us the wisdom to be faithful stewards and to share in the abundance you have created for us to enjoy. Lead us to the true life that can be found in obedience to your one true word, our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we pray and who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.